Hey, Max, I thought it's like supposed to be summertime there in Finland, but uh, you're like in a snowstorm or something. Yeah, it was summertime for a week. And then today I was walking home just uh, a few minutes ago and it was a snowstorm, like uh, 10 centimeters of snow. Uh, people driving their BMWs around, sliding around, drifting around. So it's like we're in January again. I don't know, man. That's why I don't want to live in Finland ever, 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 <laughs> ever. But anyway, you know what? We got uh, some races to talk about. We got some news to talk about. And we got RCGP to talk about. So with all that said, let's drop that intro and get to talking. indeed nitro's the glory but e-buggy pays the bills what's going on everybody welcome to episode number 181 of the no name rc podcast i'm your host keena white aka left of the great and joining me to my left the arrogant one dude you have like mixed like you know like i would say like 60 40 people like you people dislike you right now um, <laughs> 60 40 is pretty bad <laughs> well like more that they like you more than anything yeah and then I don't know so it's weird but uh i don't know it's good to have you back you haven't been on for a minute uh we was yeah. at rcgp uh you're in school getting snowed in how good to see you max uh, how are you i'm doing good and the thing is i don't think people dislike me they just dislike the fact that i raise some feelings inside them uh, no you know what it is i think it is yeah. that you're so young and people can't get over that like some people like you too. I mean, some I've people really before. like you and then and then the way you talk is very like your experience so much but what people have to understand is that you actually have been racing all around europe and and been around the world racing since you was like eight years old under jq so you know like you're not an idiot like you're actually pretty smart <laughs> and you've been there and done that yeah. even though you're only 22 21 so yeah people need yeah. to understand that you speak from experience as well even though you're young but uh a lot of people like you don't get us wrong and you know what a lot of people yeah. like us it was great to see uh, oh by the a way lot of... what up? one guy from costa rica i i'm blanking on the name now but he messaged me today 
that my uh, CVA tip helped him win a local race because he really? ran CVAs in his HP and he liked it much better. So awesome, yeah. awesome. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's really good. Uh, just and also that that's awesome. Um, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but I just wanted to say thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. It was great to see a lot of you guys here at the Southeast. Um, thank you for everybody that came up and showed us some love. Max, people really um, enjoy what we do, man. And after going to DNC and we got a lot of love there and then going on to the Southeast and people really enjoy the podcast and listen to them. And like you said, like that guy in Costa Rica, he um, you helped. He thanked you for helping him win. That's awesome. Like, you, like, yeah. dude, I had people that literally that I met were like, I just listened to you guys while I'm at work and people just look at me crazy because I'll bust out laughing. It's just something that you guys said. So those are the type of compliments that I really like. And we have to, you know, Hey, it's, we, 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 we're doing some, I, I think we're doing some good things here. And so everybody, thank you for that support. Uh, shout out to the patrons of the NNRC. We can't do if you guys want your extra support. We're going to try and get a Patreon only podcast. I'm going to try and get one with JQ this week. Maybe with you as well, Max, we'll see. Yeah. Those are fun. Yeah, they're th therapeutic. So uh, thank you to all the patrons of the podcast. Also, thank you to the awesome companies that continue to support us. They are Invisible Speed. Joseph has a special going on. I think he'll tell us about it when he comes on to do the RCGP recap with me. Because Max isn't going to do that with me. But uh, also Invisible Speed is in Spanish. So and we're going to I'm going to be doing my next Spanish podcast this month, too. I'm going to get Robert on and have him come on, hopefully and talk with us so check out invisible speed joseph will be on later on to talk more about that tzo tires oh man i had a blast with nick <laughs> it was so much fun high tech rc they'll bring you your rc news today tnr fuels what's up chris nelson how you guys doing beach rc shout out to lucas and brent techno rc cole Caston, joey bardon great uh rc2 dudes they done well lugs racing tires shout out to them rocking their hat today mayako jqsm G-Spec RC Tuning. Check out G-Spec RC Tuning for all your cabling needs. Papa Willie's Traction Tonic for all your traction needs. He's gaining a lot of popularity. Good to see him growing in the industry. Racecraft USA. I see they came out with a new logo and a new shirt. I'm going to have to get myself one from those guys or a new hat. And uh, check it out. Check them out. Clinic RC. Shout out to my boy Tony and his awesome air filters. JTP RC. What's up, Tebow? I need a message and see how he's feeling going into... Uh, PMB, I know he wants to win. He wants to win. RCGP, House of RC, and shout out to my my our drivers, David Ronafalk, Alexander Hagberg, and Jared Tebow. And shout out to my boy RC Kevin, who done a great a lot of really good footage from the Nationals. I mean, a lot of it's in French, but he done some good work. So shout out to him. Go check him out. Give him a like and a share. And uh, before I go on any further, I just want to shout out to a couple of people that I met at this recent race uh one was my buddy robbie smith is an avid listener and we finally got to meet and this dude and his buddy owen who's a big fan of rc vitals and i got my rc vitals shirt on her that i picked up you know i i like this dude if you guys know who rc vitals is go check him out on his youtube channel cool dude he did a really good video on, on how to get your body painted so he got some flack for that video and i don't know why so you know, I, I went out and I had a little extra change and I went out and rocked it out and bought a coffee mug from him. It says, win or learn, never lose. That's his motto. And I got a shirt from him. So check out RC Vitals, cool dude. 
Um, and Owen yeah. was actually a big supporter of him. I met him and Robbie. They were pitting each other. And like and like these dudes, every time I saw them, they had jokes for me. They were making me laugh. They were offering me bears, just cool dudes. And um, then I met Jeff Lumia. I remember, Lumia. I remember ahead, watching so. his videos like way, way back. Like I can't even remember, like probably like something 2017, 2018. Like, yeah. When I was doing a lot of 10-scale, he made a lot of like videos about local 10-scale guys, like filming their cars and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But that was really cool. I, I remember that. That was that's something I enjoyed to watch. He's like a down to earth guy. Yeah, very nice dude. Very nice. That's dude. fun. Um, check out RC Vitals. But uh, shout out to my boy Robbie Smith, Owen Simmons, two great dudes that I met this past weekend. I also got to meet Jeff Lumia, who uh, recently lost his leg due to diabetes, but he's a big. Um, who came out to watch the racing with his man, his buddy Michos. I got to meet them. They run the barn RC Raceway there in Georgia, and he has some. Uh, you guys can show sh throw Jeff some love. He does some builds there in the southeast, and that's how he supports his his RC, and he's pretty damn good at it. So check out Jeff Lumia uh, builds. I believe they're on Facebook. Check them out. And I got I got a couple of shout outs because I got a shout out got a shout out my a, a buddy. Uh, he always comments on YouTube. Kevin Mendez is like he really liked our last. Uh, he liked our walkabout that I did at the SMB. And he enjoyed our last podcast. So shout out to Kevin Mendes is up there in Connecticut, up there in Enfield. I think it's RC Madness. Also, my buddy David Schwartz is up there, I believe. They're getting ready for the snow to melt so they can go racing up there. So yeah, man, it's 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 the the what's it? Fall? No, no, not fall. Autumn? No, spring. Spring's coming, and like the snow is melting, and people are getting to race. Like I see LCRC's got their first race this weekend. Like I like I'm happy to see. All this racing going on, people are excited. Tracks are, op are back open. RC is in full swing, man. It's great to see. Awesome to see. Even in Europe. Yeah, yeah Italy had the second round of nationals. So yeah, we're going to talk about that already. Already a round, I think, or they're yeah. starting at least. A lot of countries are on the way or their nationals already in Europe. So yeah, Dart GP we still have coming a bit up of next snow, weekend. Though. Yeah, yeah. In England, I'll be watching that. I think is it next weekend or the weekend after PNB? I'm not sure. No, I have to I'm check. Sure. It might be Easter. Yeah. I have to check. But um, yeah, good stuff, man. Happy to see. Happy to see people racing again and like Europe open up and racing again. All right, I think we should just go right out, right into what we're gonna talk about, Max, because we got some races to talk about in our news. So the RC news is brought to you by high tech rcd high tech rcd is a leader in the rc systems uh delivering the highest performance and reliability supported by a dedicated customer service personnel you can get the shs the hsb 938 1th service which i have right here uh and they have an efficient effective effective brushless motors titanium gears low consumption constant output and a metal case they also regenerate power back into your battery. The RDX2 Pro Charger, which I have right here, which I, I'm using constantly to uh, charge up because I'm getting back out to my boats here. I've got my my replacement Animal Cat 2 underway. Thank you, Bill Oxidine. I'll be getting back out on the river here. So I'll be using my HDX, my RDX2 Pro Charger with the Bluetooth dongle so I can monitor my batteries as I charge them. Check it out. Trust in High Tech, your server and charger headquarters. Visit High Tech RCD, where to buy to find your nearest de dealer. 
So thank you to High Tech for all the support. High Tech's also going to help me get to Silver State here at the end of the month, or next month. So I'm super excited about that. All right, Max. Um, so we know we had RCGP this past weekend. We're going to talk about that and a different, uh, different thing. But we also had INS this past weekend. And um, let me just bring that up. It looks like Brock won. Uh, yeah, finally he won both classes. He's yeah, but this is so like his home track always, too. It is, but I mean, I read his race report. He said he hasn't been there in a while. So he's been practicing elsewhere. And also, when he runs there, he doesn't run sauce or he runs sauce. I don't know which way it is, but the entire sourcing and pain situation was different at this race. So really? it wasn't like it was fully uh, home advantage. And I mean, previously, it's been pretty tight races too. Yeah. But this so is the first time since he moved to Schumacher a year ago that he's won both classes. Which is a surprise, really, because he's mostly running carpet still. Oh, this is so fast. Which is his, his sort of a, a cup of tea. So, yeah, it's... I mean, I, w I, I would have expected a bit more from him. But, I mean, this result is sort of what I thought he'd, he'd be doing, which is great. Like, double win, dominating over Rivkin. I still would like to see him face uh, Fend properly because Fend is definitely the number one guy in 10 scale. There's no questions about it. Uh, I just Rivkin noticed that Fend been... didn't go to this race. I'm surprised. He must have Yeah, he break. didn't. I, I'm surprised because I don't see him attending any other race either this weekend. So I don't know what would really happen. Probably took a break. I mean, yeah, he, he, he has had a lot of like dirt, then 10 scale, then Nats. Yeah, he's been racing all the time. But yeah, Rivkin, I mean, a decent showing from him. I mean, I he made, I think he finished podium both classes, but in four-wheel drive, he had the bump from the B, which was a bit surprising, I believe. I actually, I actually heard that uh, him and, I, I haven't, I don't know about what, but I heard that him and uh, Rock had some words at this race and i like all yeah. out screaming at each other i don't know how true that is but yeah yeah I heard, I mean, uh, they got to be honest i wouldn't be to too do. surprised if if there is some little bit of uh uh sort of back and forth between these two guys because yeah. I, the reason i believe uh uh brock left was because uh, of the fact that Rivkin had pretty much control over the car. Really? I forgot that of, Brock used to run AE. I forgot yeah, more about that. Because I remember when he left, he said they didn't do the things I wanted. So who would be the other guy? It's not Evans who says, and so yeah. it's most likely Rivkin who says what's happening. I mean, it, it could be sort of like the design team just didn't want to go that route. But mm -hmm. either way, there is definitely some sort of, because I mean, Brock left mid contract. Oh, let's he, see. It, he left. Yeah, it's contract. crazy. It was he crazy. had to buy himself out, I believe, or something there was like a that. sort of a ife situation here. So there definitely has to be some bad blood there, unless they. I mean, they could have just uh, sorted it all out. But I mean, yeah. But I mean, happy for Brock. I've been waiting for him to have these results because he he's a really talented driver. There's no doubt. Just. It's just a bit 
sort of for me obviously it's a bit more off than other drivers because he doesn't really run eight scale or if he does he doesn't practice it that much mm-hmm. whereas with eight scale generally you need a lot more time than 10 scale so if you practice 50 50 and you're running too little eight scale normally so it, it wasn't me, also a lot of well-attended like not a big, lot of big names i don't see mayfield oh or, yeah this race I definitely see... i mean i i like to see because what i would really want to see is a race where brock is sort of uh comfortable and then facing fen like carpet race yeah. where rock and fen face each other because i mean yeah they faced at uh the florida carpet championship or whatever it was called mm-hmm. uh and or Orlowski was the only one who could even get close to fend i mean he beat, beat him in tool drive but in oh sorry in full drive Orlowski beat him but in tool drive fen was just in another class really so well, it was sorry go ahead yeah brock has a little bit to code that that thing but i mean i think he's the only guy right now who could sort of challenge fend in 10 scale and carpet that's my in on carpet yeah on, on dirt yeah. i don't think anyone can challenge fend that's just my thing <laughs> all right well it was I mean, but i mean would you say otherwise though like not at this moment no yeah because moment. he's been like every race he goes to he just wins everything yeah and dom- right. I mean, sometimes he gets close, but most of the time he dominates. I mean, the thing, the surprising thing though is, in my opinion, Aiden Horn and and sometimes you know, Cole Tollard has has you looking better than Rivkin. Yeah, that, that has been surprising yeah. to me because yeah. Rivkin has, that, in my opinion, Rivkin has stepped up in eight scale, but in my opinion now it seems like he's a bit lacking in ten scale. So it's be so tough to switch it, back and forth though. It could be. It could be. That's the thing because Brock and uh brock doesn't switch back i mean fan does switch back but yeah Fenn like he's fan is a super talented guy so fast uh but i mean it just could be sort of sort of how the his brace program works because mayfield has the same issues he's very good in eight scale the best he has ever been but in 10 scale he barely making any mains so that's sort I don't of, think he's too worried about 10 scale at the moment. No, I seems. mean, true, true. Right, no but he doubt. still wants to do I mean, well. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, like, Mayfield is the level of driver who shouldn't even, it shouldn't even be a question, is he, is he in the A, you know? He, he should be... I, he, I get I mean, what you mean. I, I, can, I get what you mean. I can allow him for, like, have fifths and stuff for his level. But the fact that you have to be like, oh, does he make the main this event? That to me is like a bit surprising. Yeah, I know what you mean. And, and, we would never talk yeah, about and, Mayfield like that. And, and, and the thing is, like, I'm kind of seeing the same in Rivkin now. Obviously, Rivkin is still. Yeah, Rivkin makes the mains, though. He makes the yeah, mains. Yeah, but I mean, but, but he came I, fourth I the, in this main in four wheel drive. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not. That's not really what I'm saying. Right. Like, I know I'm, what you I'm, mean. I'm saying he's not that like lacking in ten skill, but because Rivkin was the guy who won the worlds. Mm-hmm. Like he's won the world in 2015, in 2019. He's the guy who's been mostly winning all of like CRC, RC races. Like he's been winning that almost every year with Fan. They've been battling around with it. Now Rivkin has clearly, in my opinion, stepped up in in eight scale. He's been more consistent. He's almost in the top five, pretty much. But in ten scale, I see him not having that sort of thing. Rivkin, though, I mean. 
come the world uh, next year. My fans year, win in an eight scale and ten scale. Yeah, that's the thing. Like that's that's. <laughs> what, but I mean, I I. I, I I get it. I get it. Some people it. some people might disagree with me, but Rivkin isn't as talented as Ben. But Rivkin at certain points of his career has had his race program much more figured out. I would that's a great great analogy. That's actually how yeah. I would say it. And it's no disrespect yeah. to to uh to Rivkin. He's definitely talented. Oh, but I think yeah, yeah, yeah. he's also also really more uh, his work I wouldn't say work ethic, yeah. but I I said Rivkin like I don't obviously know how much he practices really, but I right. I mean I talked to him. But he way seems back. to practice quite I mean, a lot. Yeah, I talked to his dad a lot in in Neo. I I think I remember I talked with him a bit uh, at times, and he's the type of guy who practices six days out of seven. Like yeah, he does the, practice a lot. Yeah, that's the idea I have of him. I don't obviously know the actual right, how much right. he does, but I get it. He's the guy who has so. Uh, a very high work ethic and if you listen to him like on the lives or like and he's that type of guy who does things how he thinks they should be and then mm -hmm. he does it and continues doing it whereas in my opinion this is obviously i have much less knowledge of fend but in my opinion fend is more sort of laid back he does a lot of work no doubt I, i'm not sort of downplaying that but he sort of re relies a lot more him driving really well like car setup wise, like everything he does, he relies on like his talent will save him a bit more. I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah. Well, just I mean, real quick to go. The thing is, it's it's working for him. I mean, Roar <laughs> National Champion. He's yeah. winning all the ten scale races he goes to. We'll make our so, PMB yeah. picks in the in the conclusion. And I mean, the thing up. is, like he didn't just win buggy. He won both classes. Yeah, he did. And with looking like this, he's gonna win tool drive, wall drive, stadium track in in 10 scale nets so this could be another sort of he could sweep, sweep everything this year nat. yeah he because fend has had a year where he won nine Roar national championships yeah, but he never he never this ne is the first never time won he's buggy. Ever won buggy he won everything else except for buggy so maybe yeah. this is the year where he wins everything yeah. you remember actually like it's a good topic because at ams you said this is going to happen and i said okay dnc he's not going to be the top favorite and he wasn't he was there but he wasn't sort of a winning candidate mm -hmm. but i think i i really underestimated him before because that ams win i just said oh the track suited him and stuff like that but this year he has proven that he's much more than that and i think this could be actually like you probably you were more right than i sort of gave credit to that th this could be sort of that fan year again I, I think so. I think so. I think so. But I'm not picking him for PMB. Um, yeah, you're banned from picking anyone at this point. No, but I have my winner for PMB picked out. You're uh, only allowed to pick Mayfield, you know, because then he like, seems to su succeed my jinx. Like, you yeah, know what I because mean? he's the only driver who's above your jinx. You know? <laughs> All right. Uh, so just real quick results. Top, top five in four wheel drive was Rock Champlin, his brother Blake, Rob Gillespie, Spencer Rivkin, and Austin Cracknell. So, and then um, in oh, two wheel drive, Blake is, Blake is now with uh, Schumacher. Schumacher too. Yeah. So Schumacher uh, double win or double yeah. what you call it, one two. Brock, Spencer, Blake, Brandon Foot, Rob Gillespie in two wheel drive for INS. So that's it.
Uh, should we keep it carpet and go right on to, right into EOS after this? Yeah, yeah, it tends so, to go to carpet. All right. Do you so, have the Do you have the A to your foil drive? Because yeah, I think I have it up here. People just have to see. Like, if you're listening to this, please go to Euro Racing Series YouTube channel and find the uh, second A main of foil drive. It's about. Well, I'm actually using uh, Raceway One. So, oh, okay. Raceway One has it too. I don't know where to find it, but that that is uh, about three minutes in. Uh, you see some carnage. Uh, do we have a look right now? Or you have it slowed down? Okay, yeah. So I think it's coming up here soon. Yeah, it's the next few laps, I believe. But anyway, actually, this is a pretty big surprise. This young kid, uh, he's been racing since way, way back. Uh, he's been making sort of... He barely made the mains at PUDA, Chai Cox. Uh, I... Can't remember if he's made any mains at the US, but oh, but yeah, okay. So here she is. Uh, Orlowski takes this kid out, and this all kid right, let's go back gets, a little bit. Yeah, uh, rewind a bit. But yeah, this guy, I can um, too. Hold on, uh, Marcus Kairov. Uh, he's a, a very young driver, uh, from Denmark. He's been making sort of mains, barely making mains for a while, uh, a few years go by and now he this is his first big big sort of top three finish and he won it four wheel drive in the end but yeah you could see orlowski takes him out he gets on the wrong side of the pipe and then i don't know if if he does that on purpose i i don't it doesn't look uh, deliberate because you can see here let's go so, back from there yeah orlowski's behind he's been following him from entire main at this point so He's been trying to find a way past. Marcus is pretty fast, but Orlowski is trying to find a way. So that was just a straight-out takeout by Michal. I don't know what he was thinking there. But now Marcus is he is wrong side of the pipe. He's waiting for the marshal, uh, but then he sees the cars coming, and he goes, and he just he's just in front of the cars. And these guys just hit him straight on, like at the beginning of the straightaway. Uh I don't know what he was thinking there. I don't think that was deliberate. Then after he gets back on track, he just takes Orlowski out. And uh, he got docked a lap for this. So they they penalized him a lap, which is harsh. But in my opinion, he deserved it because he cut, uh, cut like two corners and then just went straight on to oncoming traffic. Either way, he won the first main, he won the last main, and ended up winning this event. So nothing. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want people to sort of focus on this as the main point. But this was just something. Well, they are. You know, people. People are focusing already on this. But in my opinion, this takeout by Orlowski is, in my opinion, very outrageous. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. So you go back to you go back to Orlowski then. Yeah, I mean, obviously what Marcus did by just going in the middle of the straight, just holding his place there, not trying to avoid the cars at all, uh, that was dumb as hell. I don't think right. he was deliberate. He was just like adrenaline. like his uh, He probably said, uh-oh, they're coming and they're not letting yeah, this back. Yeah, he didn't they're really know back to, to wait for the marshal just to go, and then he didn't do either of them, and then... It got all messed up. 
But yeah, I... yeah but yeah, and here he takes Orlowski out. Hard to say if that was deliberate either. Because to me, it looks like he just he's just trying to drive and stuff happens around him and he doesn't care about what happens around him, really. But yeah, this was sort of a, a one of those highlights at this EOS. Uh, something you just never wish to really see. Oh man, he really just, did dive into him though. Yeah, like Orlowski dies right into Marcus. He did there. take him out. But this and... is the point where I think he, because now he's just waiting and now he really realizes he's on the line. He goes on throttle, but then the marshal grabs his car. So he's like just in, in front of the traffic. So I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a bit silly looking, but I mean, There's yeah, I don't think that was yeah, I think that was Barkan and Borak. Ooh, yeah, he he kind of doesn't take him out though. Hold on. Yeah, that was. I mean, yeah, but it was it was a sort of a CTO move where you just don't care who is in front of you. Let's you see. Drive, you know. I mean, you it wasn't like a takeout takeout, but he was just like, I don't care that there's a car in front of me. Yeah, that's what that was. Yeah. Does this damage the young man's it, career? In any sense, you all. think? Not at all. Uh, like. This is like he made uh, he finished third in tool drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michal won tool drive. Uh, Jona finished second and Marcus in third. And in full drive, Marcus won. Uh, I believe Daniel Kobevic second and Jor Neumann third. Let me check. But like, come on, first big sort of top three outing of this kid. Uh, I, I mean. Dude, in my opinion, ep- like epic, like this is very good. Like, okay, this sort of one incident, people will forget it at, at the end of the day. No, the I mean Arlowski caused huge... it. Arlowski took him out. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like to me, the takeout itself was like. How come there wasn't there was... like he wasn't called to wait, and then he probably went in there and, yeah, I can see like it's like a deer and stuck now when you slow it down it looks like a deer stuck in headlights like oh where do i go where do i go where do i go yeah, you know i mean i don't like the thing is some people said he was deliberate but i don't think he was it was just he was like pissed off that he got taken out then he was like confused what he should do and then he just made the worst possible decision in that time and yeah it happens to all of us at some point for him it was just happened at a bad time because it was his sort of fighting for the win for first big event for him but i don't think like i don't i wouldn't put too much weight on this obviously it was shitty but i mean he got fucking disqualified basically because he just docked the lap for this so really? it's not like he like yeah like he got docked the lap in this main which he won actually he finished first in this main i believe and he got docked the lap and then carbowick ended up getting the win for a2 but i mean marcus won a1 and a3 so it wasn't like this win wasn't deserved. I mean, yeah, he caused some issues. And right, Orlowski, I got you. I know what like you mean. Orlowski, like any either way you put it, he would have won the race anyway. No matter what yeah. happened here, he would have won the race anyway. Yeah, because I, could, I know what you're saying. So I know what you're saying. In my opinion, I saw a Facebook post people made about this. Uh, and okay, yeah, have fun. I don't care, but. I just hate when people like because this is like the thing is like he's not a experienced guy who's done this for years this is his first big sort of top three top five so it's it's not like 
that is a, just a huge deal for any racer. Like, mm-hmm. even for an experienced racer to get a win at this level is a big deal. So I'd much rather focus on that. So I really yeah, but you, you know how it is. There's a lot of people that really like Orlowski and Schumacher, and I get it. I yeah, get it. But yeah, I mean, I I'll be honest. I mean, if it looks yeah. like Orlowski should have had a stopping, or he should have had, a, he should have waited. He took oh, him out. 100 percent. Like Orlowski deserves a penalty. I mean, I think I know my buddies Aiden I, and Jerry Fisher are gonna not agree with that. They're big yeah, Schumacher I mean, fans. No, but like, come on, that was a fucking idiotic takeout by Michal. I I like him. I'm I consider him. An RC, a friend of mine, but that was an idiotic takeout, no doubt. Uh, but then again, I do agree with them docking a lap from Marcus as well because what he did on the straight was dumb as hell. Yeah. I think so, it was handled. All right. I think I, I think, think it, it went handled. in the end. It went all right. Uh, I, I think it was unfortunate for Michal because he like this guy puts a lot of effort into it. He he, a lot of times he seems to get the short end of the stick. So I feel I feel for uh, Michal for sure, uh, but this time I mean I'm happy for Marcus. He got the win. I think he deserved it in the end. And uh, yeah, it's it's you know really what I nice noticed? to see new faces in there because Jona has been there for a while. Michal has been there for a while. Daniel as well, but guys like Pekko in the last event, uh, Barbek Salevski, uh, now Marcus Kairov. Uh, hey, all these guys who Juan Carlos Canas was in this finals too. I yeah, noticed that I mean, yeah, uh, S-Works is hitting the 10 scale nine. market hard right now. Yeah, unlucky uh, for them, they didn't have like top results. They did have a few guys in the main, and uh, I think uh, Wittmeyer and, and Canas and Boots were in the full drum main, and Wittmeyer and Canas in two drum main. Yeah, and and on the on the USA side, Spencer Heckett is doing a lot of 10 scale. So yeah, looks like yeah. S-Works I mean, is getting serious about 10 scale. And I think to a little bit of praise, uh, praise or uh, good sort of uh, good feedback for S Works is I think they finally have a team that works. Before they just had everyone running their car, like they sponsored anyone they could get. But I think now they have found the people who like S Works and want to stay. You know, they have Canasta, right. they I have what Boots. You mean. In America, they have Hacker, they have. Uh, one horse, Denny. Denny, Denny, I don't really know of yet. I don't really like part time. Yeah, he's sort of part time. But in Europe, they used to have like everyone. Now they have Valente, they have Canas, they have Boots. Uh, Clement, but I don't really know yet what what's his sort of situation in Esperig. But it shows that they want to do ten scale. Clement Bodo's yeah, they, they definitely have put a lot of effort into ten scale because Boots has been going to both rounds now this winter. Yep. The last round of last season, the first round of this season. So yeah, he went to this instead of the more, Italian uh, nationals. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like he was like Boots was practicing in Balocco. Like he was there multiple times, I believe. Yeah. All right. Well, um congratulations yeah. to the young man from Denmark. Very happy for him. Yeah. Uh, even though it's a little bit of a controversial thing. Shake it yeah. off, Polish Punisher. You will uh you're still the guy. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? He, he still won to drive, and I mean, yeah. Michal is Michal. He's, he's the king, in my opinion, on carpet. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, speaking of Italian nationals, let's uh, let's get that in on her. Um, yeah. By the way, to anyone who sort of says, like, oh, there isn't, like, high-quality live streams anywhere. This, this was is really good. one I was surprised about. Like, I, I mean, I've seen them do this before. 
but for some reason like they have stepped it up this year they have uh, and then a lot more races than they used to before mm -hmm. and the quality of the stream is just amazing like it's great it's so good yeah so they have it i'm just got a little bit faster right now so we'll speed Put it up. normal speed yeah oh, yeah we will yeah. i don't have the volume one this is just i want to get the start of the race because i want people to see oh yeah yeah but i mean out. but i want to know yeah. who this guy is that's talking because he's got like uh they were really good i mean i don't i don't speak italian but they sounded but it was fun it was fun like yeah i was getting into it and then this track oh my god like this track yeah. is so, like it's like i'm it looks like something out of like who's this dude racing mugen with the hot race with got the kind of I don't know his name he's just someone I don't know the new oh, okay. kid yeah but I I mean yeah the thing is I mean this is something I and Joseph discussed a lot back in the day when Italian kids were like Ungara was coming up Ruffalo was coming up uh drivers like uh Natale uh no no uh which one is it uh Polito he came up a bit later but Valente came up with him there's like a lot of Italian kids oh Sangatin back in the day a lot of like Italian youngsters coming up and then like just Italian level of racing was really high now we were with Joseph discussing this a lot at one point and uh we just accounted it for the fact that they the tracks they have they are technical but they they are technical in a way where you need to be fast yeah let's they start are, we're gonna are, get to start her from, from yeah, there. On pole. yeah they aren't technical in a way where you need to sort of make jumps or do something very tricky but they're technical where if you drive wrong you're slow if you drive yeah. right you're really fast well barufalo found out about driving wrong uh but this <laughs> yeah. track is completely awesome like i love it it like has motocross yeah. it has like many people see when they take a lapper uh, by the way, yeah. this is this is courtesy of let's see who the people are. Modelismo, Modelismo RC on uh, yeah. it's an Italian, it's an Italian uh, news site. They do news about everything uh, RC related, but the best thing they do is they do live streams of races in Italy mostly. Uh, Red GP, they've done it multiple times. Italian nationals, they've done it multiple times. And uh, uh, can you go full screen, Keenan? Yep, one second. Yeah. Uh, you do it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the thing, the thing I really uh, want people to do is like, if you're listening to this, please go watch this as well. You can go Modellismo uh, RC. That's an Italian Facebook right. site. And uh, uh, they have videos on YouTube, on Facebook, both. And uh, they do live streams of Italian events, and this is what a badass I, track. I just can't get yeah. over it. Look, this is my favorite <laughs> section of this track, right here. Like, yeah, I've, I've, I think yeah, of like motocross, right here. Yeah. I was here and, once, but it was in very bad condition. It was really bumpy. This is what I would like to try. Have it like really smooth. And I do but like yeah. that Ongaro has back going back to orange and white. Now I can yeah, really I look at it. his cars. I, 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 I can tell his cars it. apart. Yeah, because. I hated it when he did oh. that blue silver thing. I yeah, love that. I mean, older orange. But if you like, let's look at this one because Butterfly is staying up in Ongaro. Oh, yes. This is what I. Because this is, what happened here was Barufolo 
like there's two nationals run in Italy now, and Barufula has broken in both. Both mains is broken. Uh, Ongaro has won both, so it's looking like another Ongaro Italian Championship. Uh, Polito has been up there. Uh, this time it was uh, who was it now? Uh, oh, Berton second, obviously. Uh, Polito third and Valente in fourth, and actually Teschione. Here it comes. Fifth. And yeah, here it's, come on this, it's coming on this lap. Yeah, so let's let's look at uh butterfly breaking it's a to me i'm very surprised at his speed with techno dude he's because, flying yeah Watch. because i i don't understand how he does it because there's no way boom that's be, it oh wow yeah, and then look, just, boom all right let's ah, go back yeah that was unfortunate let's slow it down yeah that was unfortunate yeah. for him uh, under the bridge just went a bit wide and catch the pipe and broke Gonna have to go yeah, forward yeah. a little bit. You can use the arrow keys too, you know. Okay. All right, let's go from here because he comes up. This is yeah, so bad. Like, I love this section. Yeah, like, but really this do. is the thing. Like, like here, like this is the thing that Barofula can do. Like with a techno regular, you would lose speed here, but with him, he just yeah, he broke right there. He broke right and, there. Yeah, right there, he just kept it two pinned. <laughs> And yeah, Ooh, he just that was he unfortunate was just for both. I think that was Berton or Polito. Oh, Berton, I think. Yeah, Berton. Yeah, unfortunate. Just broke right away. Yeah. Man, that's why I said Barufalo yeah. aggravates after, me so much. Yeah, but after that, it was Ongaro. He just took off. One by almost a lap. Crazy. Yeah. This he must have said. All that talk about people saying that I don't, I'm not liking the car or whatever. Yeah, that is, a, but it, it is still surprising. It because yeah, I don't know, hard like I don't know why, but it it is still surprising because he just no matter what he does to his car, he seems to keep the pace. Same with like Barufa. Well, this, like, this is the type of track that he would be fast on. It's 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 it's. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, this is his uh, but, type of track. Yeah, but to me, it's just surprising that like Barufalo and Ara, both of these guys, Barufalo switched from X-ray to techno, no, no change in speed, same speed. Ongaro has a, a different style of car, a new front end, pretty much. A huge change in the characteristics of the car. And it's just still same result. So it's interesting how these guys do it. it I think it's just that they are so talented as drivers. It has to be that, because a lot of the drivers like you can see the effect of the car but these guys just i don't know it i just is, love this track oh wow. i just love this that track disgusting but it's it's not good when you go off like there because terra marshals are so far away yeah this track has a lot of elevation it's not like a little bit that the end the back side of the track that's like that's a good probably 10 feet higher than the bottom yeah. of the track at least at the very oh, man, i just love this track i love it yeah Ugh. but it's a huge it's a huge track it is sometimes having a big track is nice but like this is just right this is just right this, i think i think this is sort of as big as you can go because 
at the at the back side of the track it, it's so high up it's almost it's almost at the level of the driver's stand really and it's so far back so it's really hard to actually see your car like even if you can see here they will film it uh like the cars are almost like level with you so it's really hard to actually see your car there and then especially when it was bumpy when we were there with joseph uh it, i mean yeah i really like the track like i i'd love to go when it's uh oh, i like just this. i can't get over this track's awesome dude yeah awesome. it is it is it is definitely fun to drive around even when it was bumpy i really like to drive around it but yeah it it has these difficulties like but i i love this section though the banked corner all right well that was good uh if anybody wants to check that out it's Modelismo RC on YouTube and also on Facebook. So check them. Yeah, on Facebook. All right. So we have one more race to talk about. I know this is nothing that you're really interested too much in, Max, but I still think it's cool uh, because a female won this. And RC is for everybody, man. RC is for everybody. And it was proven this weekend, you know? So hold on. Let me bring it up because it's just a short short little video that my buddy Sean Rusin got for me because he was uh he was actually actually at this race it was him and my buddy Tyler and those guys they um they done a good job man these guys started this race um they started this race uh I think it was. This is this has become just a fucking high tech class. People fucking spend thousands on these things. I know, but they started this race here three years ago when I met them at DNC, and it's grown up so much. But this lady had to. I think it was two hundred and twenty entries, and these were the last two people standing. And yeah, it was such a good race. The thing this I like about it though is to the fact that they have a bracket system. That is so good. Yeah, those things go fast. <laughs> wow, that's so, so cool. It was so close too. That was I know so close because they they barely knew, like they I had know. to check the times. So I just wanted to say shout out to my boy Tyler Zavadil of RCU Drag Talk, uh, and his wife and um, my buddy Sean Rusin because I remember when they first came to me and was telling me about this race and it was like oh, we're gonna give eight thousand dollars away. I was like, what? I thought that was crazy. And now yeah. it's like 20K and it's getting better yeah, every not, year. That's a lot of money though. <laughs> I know. It's getting so much better every year. Um, I just have to give them a big shout out to them. I wish I could have been there. I'm going to be there next year. I'm not even trying to not be there. Like I am going to be there next year to watch this. And shout out to uh, Samantha Joan, man. Because even though a lot of this is programming in ESCs and all that stuff, you still have to drive this these cars and she beat like i don't know how many races she had to race to get to where she was at but well shot that's it yeah she beat I mean, all these still, dudes. like reaction she beat time all is these the number dudes. one thing reaction time is still number yeah. one thing in drag racing so. dude congratulations congratulations to her uh because man rc is for everybody and she just proved that like you know what i mean so yeah. i i think for all female rc races out there you should this is this is awesome this is awesome for rc period period oh 100 and the thing is like i like 
the fact that Efra has uh, brought up Jessica Paulson, uh, sort of as an RC ambassador, uh, and yeah, RC should be for everyone. Yeah, RC is for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't exactly. matter what gender you are in RC. Yeah. It doesn't matter at all. All right, Max, we're gonna go on to our um, Joseph and I's RCGP recap. Uh, we're gonna come back for a conclusion. But uh, yeah, man, thank you for your time. Thank you to all the winners, man. Lots of lots of racing going on. I'm really happy to see that. And um, it's really good to see. And uh, yeah, I really like, I, I'm still, I'm really still stoked on the, the Italian Nats track. Oh yeah. Yeah, but the thing is like for me, because I know like I, I've been to Italy multiple times. I've raced uh, races there and I've been, I've been practicing in Italy for probably months if I combine all the times. For me, that's sort of what I'm used to. Italy is always great. I love their tracks. It's, it's all. Anytime you go to Italy to practice, it's such a great time. And yeah, I. The well, I, I hope I get there one, one day. I hope I get yeah. there. All right. So before I'm just gonna um, go ahead, dude, Max. I'm gonna do my ad read, and then um, yeah, I will talk to you on the at the conclusion. But right now, we're gonna go on to the. RCGP recap with JQ and I, and that's brought to you by TNR Fuels because here at the NNRC, we're all about that glory, and that glory is nitro. TNR Fuels is the hottest fuel on the market, owned and operated by Chris Nelson and his family, made by racers for racers. TNR Fuels available throughout the USA, and I believe he's shipping now internationally. For more information to support the company or purchase some fuel, visit www.tnrfuels.com or contact Chris Nelson directly at chris at tnrfuels.com or find them on House of RC or Facebook. Hey, JQ, what's up? So, you know, we kind of roasted our, the RCGP, the other last podcast. So we have to talk about, like, there actually was a good race there, and it was fun, besides all the bad things that we didn't like. So yeah. that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay. So let's start off a little bit, because you actually had to fly to Los Angeles, then fly her to yeah to south carolina why was that i left all my stuff there from the previous trip oh okay okay so you had to go and basically just <clears throat> like what did you have to what did you leave there all my rc stuff so you didn't take nothing back to finland at all no oh wow okay well, i guess it didn't make sense because you wasn't going anywhere right yeah there's no driving here so right right okay okay i figured we'll just leave it there yeah I, even i went weird uh you know i flew up to miami because it was like cheaper tickets and then um what was funny so i had this plan to like rent a car and then drive up to daytona and meet my buddy jake and then when i got to rent my car i was like on a do not rent list from back in 2019 Dude, Good. I had to figure that out so fast. I had to pay $295 right there to be able to rent a car. So it's from some charge and I disputed it and I thought I got it back. But I've, I guess they just said, no, we're going to get your money from you. Like either way, dude, it was the most frustrating thing ever, ever. you like, got this plan. Like we're going to rent a car. We're going to get on the road. I'll be there by 11, 12. You know what I mean? Go get lunch. Uh-uh. No. Threw a 
monkey wrench in my spokes. I couldn't do anything. Didn't get out of there until about 10, 30, 11. Wow. Traveling to this race was the most stressful I've had ever in a long time. Even through all our travels through South America. This was the most stressful travel I've had to a race. All right, JQ. So what happened when you got there? You got there before me. So you guys had like an Airbnb. Uh, I was staying at, because I was working with RCGP, so I was staying at Comfort Suites, which was actually probably one of the better hotels I've stayed in in any of my travels. It had a nice breakfast. And, you know, we fully used that in the morning. We was grateful to have that in the morning. How about you? Where was your Airbnb? Uh, I was like 20 minutes from the track. It was good. Yeah. So it we was you? There, six, seven people. Me, the okay. Ghani, Barry family, the Falk family. So was it bigger than the one that we stayed in in California? No, smaller, but we all had our own bedrooms. So. How many bathrooms? Which, uh, three, was it? Okay. Yeah. Not bad. Not it was bad. good. Definitely. These days, I think for, especially for these longer races, well, longer stays because mm -hmm. this we were there a few days early. Um, Airbnb is really good. Yeah. I have to say. Yeah, we might have to look in that when we go to the Worlds in September. I think that's the easiest way. Yeah. So I must say uh, I've been to SMB before. I, I actually raced there. My last time I raced there was in 2018. In fact, that's the last time I ever drove an RC uh, eight-scale car. Uh, so I'm familiar with this track, but I wasn't familiar with the surrounding area. It's so much stuff around close by, like not too far away from the track. Like even at our hotel, which was about 20 minutes from the track, there were things around, you know, we could have, we was able to get off at, you know, because we were done pretty early. What was it like seven at the latest we was done and we got to go out and have dinner. And I mean, even that one evening, the first evening we went out and played top golf. That was pretty cool. Wow. I watched Top Golf, watched Justin and Ranafog compete against each other. Ranafog took 40 bucks from Greg, too. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, and Greg was Greg like, double or nothing. Hey, Ranafog's serious about golf, though. He is like dead serious about golf. Like, it's like pure golf life for him if it isn't RC stuff. But that was a fun uh, evening. Thanks to David for setting that up. He like got all the RCGP people together uh, we had dinner that night and I enjoyed it uh I've never been to something so big like that top golf like it's it's humongous it's amazing but just yeah, my first time too but I, I didn't hit the golf ball though well that's probably a good thing I can't I tried maybe one-handed I can do it but I was afraid if I do it one-handed and then like what if I lose grip of the book club and it like goes flying out there I'd be so embarrassed and then you would never let me forget that Yep. So but hey, since since you're talking about top golf and everything, I just want to talk bullshit, about the can I, yeah. Let's can talk I, about the race. So we got to the race. Okay. Um, we got there when I got there on Thursday. It was muddy, mud, 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 mud. They were dragging the track. The SMB Nick Nick and that other young kid were just driving the the four wheel around the track, dragging it. And everybody's like, "It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good." And I'm like, "Yeah, I have no doubt. You know, as long as it doesn't rain." Uh, it wasn't really sunny. But the wind was up, so it was kind. It kind of helped it out, and those guys done a damn good job getting that track in order. 
Which, and then I, I have to admit, I, I really like the sugar, man. I thought the sugar was all right. What did you think of it? Yeah, because it wasn't too much. So it just held, helped to keep the track together, I guess. So yeah. what happened was it started off a bit damp mm -hmm. and they sugared it. At some point, I can't remember now when. And then I think after the first day. And anyway, so the next day, cars were driving on the track and it just grooved up nicely. I know. It didn't get too dusty. It was just perfect. You could just yes. leave the track. No water, no maintenance, no nothing. I can't even remember if they blew off the track. It was just uh, perfect. They might have blown it off once, but it was so windy, it was getting yeah. blown off the next couple of right. days. Right, yeah, no. yeah, Saturday it was windy. But yeah, it was basically it was perfect. Just grooved up to sort of medium grip level mm -hmm. and st stayed pretty consistent. I liked it. Yeah, they actually, uh, they sugared it after immediately. That evening yeah. they sugared it or that morning they sugared it. Yeah. And I know a lot of people were like, oh, what are we going to do? And this is my first chance time experiencing a sugar track. And I actually well, like it. This wasn't really a, what you normally right. think when you think sugar track. They didn't put much down. It was similar to how... We use kind of salt in Scandinavia, for example. Well, it was so great. Sort of keep the dust down and tie the track together a bit. Well, it worked. It worked beautifully because yeah. no part of this track came apart at all. Yeah, it so, was really good. And they didn't even use much sugar. I think they used 200 pounds. That's not a lot, I don't think. So kudos to those guys for getting the track in order. And the other good thing is apparently someone busted the main hose, main water line on there. Anyway, so I don't think we could have got water up there any anywho. And I think that was actually maybe an issue for for some of the campers there who was trying to get water and whatnot. So but um yeah, I liked it. Uh you you weren't so let's be honest, did you like the layout uh after driving on it? Because I thought it was good. I thought it was hard for a lot of people. A lot of people said it was very hard. Yeah, we already covered this in the previous podcast. So I liked it. Fine. We just wanted uh, to do something new to RC, something right. different, okay? And this was just a normal RC track. That was the point. There wasn't anything wrong with the layout. It's just that we wanted to do something different, and this wasn't different. Covered this already. All right, so when did you find out that Alex wasn't coming? Uh, basically, the day before. Really? Yeah, because... Uh, so Alex was going to be Ron Fox teammate, but he was stopped in Paris, couldn't board the flight because he isn't fully vaccinated and he's not fully vaccinated because he got COVID. So he has one vaccine, oh. then he got COVID and you can't get the second one for a certain amount of time after you've had COVID. Okay, okay. But then he got COVID again. So he's had it twice in that period waiting for his second vaccine. Right. So I get I guess the rules must have changed or something because he went to DNC. So yeah, then a few weeks to... later, not no change in his status. Right. And then he can't go. So that's yeah. so he was stuck in Paris and then flew back home. And then I ended up racing because of that. Yeah. But actually then... it was like yeah, it was decent. Like I actually had a decent race, I thought. It was a bit yeah. surprising because I had like zero prep. I was mentally like fully actually looking forward to not racing, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. Oh, well. Because you was. 
and and then combined with Ongaro not coming, which is I still it's kind of you know I was really a little bit upset that the, and then without Alex and Ongaro, it kind of just took away from a lot of the European flair that yeah. would have been at the race. I, unfortunately, I, I think that if Ongaro really wanted to go, he could have gone. Yeah, I That's think so I too. Feel. That's how I, I think so, so too. Uh, what I heard is that his parents had COVID. He didn't. Right. So he did. He, he could have went with that mechanic and, guy. That was yeah, at DNC. So I just think that if he really wanted to, he could have gone. I think he would have done shame. well at it's this track. It's a shame track. he. It's a shame he didn't go. He would have done well at this track. High grip, like the grip would have been yeah, good yeah. for him. Yeah. Of course. Uh, but Ranafalk was there. Lee was there. Uh, a lot of people came down to see Ranafalk, which was good. Um, I saw a lot of people come up to you as well, and uh, some people bought books, got some signatures. So that was good to see. Uh, Agama had the the prototype uh, car on it on display, which was good too. I know a lot of people wanted to see that, and yeah, it was good. I mean, everybody rolled in on Thursday. Then Friday was kind of practice day. That kind of got off to a little bit of a shambles in the morning with um, like registration. And then I noticed what was what what was a lot of people with the spec tire was already doubting the tire so so hard before even getting on there. And of course, like when it's a green track, like how it was, it's super slippery. So that tire wasn't good at all. Oh man, it caught so many people off guard. I just, it was like, people were like, oh, I don't like this tire and this and that. And I was just like, hey, everybody's on this tire. I, I kind of explain it like this, the tire maybe wasn't the best tire for the track, but it was the best tire for the race. Does that make sense? Because yeah, it's a control tire. The whole point is that it's, stays relatively consistent throughout mm -hmm. its whole lifespan and it lasts as long as possible while still offering enough grip and looking yeah. at the cars go around actually uh they seem to be okay like apart from the very first run in the morning when the track was damp then they looked loose but mm -hmm. we had a shakedown for example on the saturday so it didn't really matter friday was just practice so for racing yeah, I think they were good. Yeah, Everyone because was able to drive around consistently and yeah. Well, I think they were best because also tire attrition was a thing. Once the grip came yeah. up, tires were going on and, and people forgot that it was only allowed one per day. So yeah, um, like it was it, when people would come over to like TZO tent and I was just sitting over there taking a break or just trying to do some work. They would say, oh, this is the tire. This is the best tire for this track. And it was that, you know, it probably was the best tire for the track, but it was not, it would also be the tire that I think would burn up fast and be gone and it wouldn't make it through the day. So you need two or yeah. three sets a day. And the point is to keep this cheap, cheaper and keep everybody on a level playing field. So my first impression was there were people that got that. And then there were people that were, I, I thought that were very used to just throwing on the fa the best tire. You know what I mean? And having that disposable, uh, arsenal of tires to throw at races like that. So this was the first loop that I think people got thrown for who were used to doing that. And the people that were used to probably not having the best tire liked it because they were even for once. Yeah. The thing about the control tires, when it's a race that you travel to, it's just so much easier because you don't need prior knowledge of the track. You don't need to pack a lot of tires. You don't need to plan on buying a lot of different tires at the race. It's easy. 
less luggage, don't need an extra bag if you're flying. Saves money for sure, because if you are serious about your racing and you want to do as well as possible, you need to have the right tire. And when you fly to a race, you don't know what the right tire will be. So it's just, it's really a big help for these, these kind of uh, events. Yeah, and it, it just makes everybody equal. And I think that was, uh, we got some footage here. This is some footage from my, that I pay for, $14.99 a month from House of RC Media Package. So this is the RC2 main, uh, no, LCQ, sorry, which was exciting. Uh, young Kochura was the guy, the young kid that bumped up out of this, actually. And he, uh, he made the trip down from Canada and he's young. He was one of the young guys in the RC2 class. So anyway, um, everybody rolled in. People were excited. People got, you know, a little bit of mistakes through practice and whatnot. Obviously, coming through with the tires, everybody getting used to that. But eventually, people got into a rhythm. Um, you know, I think it was very fast-paced for some. And that, that hurt people a little bit. I told you about that in the, in the thing. But once people got it, they kind of got into order and they figured it out. Um, and... The day went by pretty smooth Friday after that, I think. And um, yeah, so after the practice and you guys super, uh, what was it, the rush race. Let's talk about that, Joseph. So what was your impressions? This was kind of your brainchild for the rush race. Where did you get this idea from? The thing is that our races in RC, it's great for us who are into it, but mm -hmm. it's hard to understand for anyone who isn't really. They take, they last all day. Most of the time when people, uh, cars are going around the track, if you just watch, you don't really know what's going on. It's just in the mains, uh, where you might know like, okay, these guys are fighting for the win. Right. right. So the idea of the rush is to have a format that can be completed in about 30 minutes and it goes from driver intros explanation of the format to a qualifying race uh, and then bracket racing just four cars on the track at the same time for three laps mm -hmm. so the idea is that the, the races are short you know who's leading you know who's trying to win the winner bumps up in those bracket races to the next group and then the last group is the fastest guys and and whoever wins that is the winner and then there's a podium ceremony interviews and champagne so it's a it's a 30 minute complete race package right and the good thing about that is that you can produce it into a into a sort of race event video that you can post on YouTube or wherever. And it's just a 30 minute thing and you get all the information you need in one go. Or you can invite people like uh, school children or university students or a sports team or whoever, just the general public. You can invite people to come and watch and you tell them, be there on Friday at 5 p.m. Or if it's on another day at another time, you tell them that time and they show up they walk through the pits, look at the cars, talk to drivers, and then they watch the thirty-minute spectacle on track. So they get a so they get the full experience without having to spend all day at the track. So that's that's really I, the idea of the RCGP rush. 
Yeah, it's a, it was different. Uh, we kind of practiced it on the Thursday so everybody could get it straight. And then it kind of was messed up even still a little bit, unfortunately. Um, but I think it kind of was a little taste for people to get out there. I know it's different for people. I know we're all used to uh, seeing people out there, like more cars and whatnot. So I think for people, and definitely for people that were there, probably didn't hear the announcing. It wasn't as exciting. But it was, I think, from from what it was, from most people that watched it, I think it was well-received. Yeah, there needs to be music and everything, and it needs to be sort of yeah a lot better than what it was in the first one. But when it when it works, and also when we have all the uh, top drivers there, it will be a lot better. The racing will be closer, more exciting, announcing music, you know, that full show. It's, it's I- going to be good. I have to say, I was not a big fan of the the bodies, Joseph. I was not a big fan of the bodies. As a as a commentator down below, it was very difficult. I, well, I I wasn't really ha- happy that RCGP accepted some of the bodies they did because the whole point was that you can go like the green car, the red car, the blue car, you know. Right like, now, it's like Associated and BHRC was identical. Exactly, they weren't identical when you looked at them stationary in the pits. Right but on track, they were practically identical. For example, yeah, it was super uh, hard to dis- dis- distinguish at first. Yeah, they they should be very distinct, distinctively different. You know, red, blue, yellow, green, black. Do you see what I mean? Like, yeah, even if they have two colors, there's a clear primary color, like. JQSM green, Mayako mm-hmm. white, you know, so you can, you can easily tell what team is. I also think uh, they need to have numbers on the where? wing, on the wings, because that was, it was very difficult to see the numbers on the side. Cole and, and Aiden had their numbers on the wing and it made a difference. And then actually Cole had like a little neon strip on the back of his wing. And that's how I knew it was his as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Just, I, I, I get why. I know a lot of people asked for this uh, from last year. I, I don't know if I really like it that much because I'm just so used to seeing the other paint schemes. But if we're going to do this, we might as well go to the other paint schemes, like regular paint schemes and watch them. So that was my I, my my thoughts on that. Um, all right. So Super Bowl, I mean, sorry, Rush, uh, Joe Bornhorst wins it. Uh, I think for me, he, Joe Bornhorst was probably the biggest surprise of the weekend, not because of his driving, but I think he actually enjoyed himself and kind of got into the whole, uh, you can be a character, kind of be yourself type of vibe. He had some good one-liners. Uh, he had some jokes against you and not whatnot. Was you surprised by Joe Bornhorst? Was you, uh, was you, did you think that he was going to get into it like he did? Because I, I do think he did. Uh, I didn't know that we are okay now, so that's good. Well, I, I mean, that wasn't my uh, my question, but yeah, I mean, well, that's my that was my only surprise. <laughs> All right, but I mean, he was into it, and I have to say, Aiden Horn was a blessing as well to RCGP this year, this this last race because he was very witty, very funny on the mic, uh, a pleasure to interview. And I wish more racers would kind of be themselves and be uh, funny like him. They don't have to be funny, but, you know, be at least somewhat witty. What did you think of Aiden Horn? Did you, you got to listen to him. I mean, the production crew really liked him. Yeah, I only saw him in that uh, 
whatever it was called, Inside Track Live. Yeah, you liked him because he got the sketch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand what's so difficult about a schedule. We already watched this. But no, this else. is the start of the RC2 final. Okay, we saw the LCQ. Yeah. So, yeah, if there's a schedule, you can literally go and look at the times when you're up. So I, I fail to understand how a schedule can be more confusing than not having a schedule. <laughs> Somehow going to a race and not having a schedule, having no idea when you're going to run is easier than actually knowing the time you'll be up. That makes zero sense to me. But hey, well, I, I think, so, like out. I said, with the schedule, some figured it out and some, some didn't. It's just like anything from, from the weekend. Uh, those who got it I think and figured it out enjoyed for it. RCGP, the task is basically to just share information share more information so go through the schedule you know yeah like a video post it post it everywhere make a short video about it explain yeah. stuff you know because there's nothing really wrong with it as such mm -hmm. it's just that we need to make sure that everyone knows it exists and it's being used and how it works you know like mm -hmm. people aren't curious enough to take the time to sit down and study it, you know? So, oh, I agree. I agree 100%. Even with Avalaps and all that stuff. I do think that it's only a American problem, though. Like, European races tend to have schedules and people are used to it, so. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of we'll people see. aren't used to schedules and they're used to just calculating from live RC yeah. as well. So I understand that. Uh, all right, so let's talk about Saturday. We had qualifying for... Well, RC2 was best of four, best four laps, non-consecutive. I had mixed reports from people. Some liked it. Some wanted traditional qualifying. Some wanted consecutive. Yeah. Uh, so the qualifying, the thinking behind the qualifying is that one thing that can cause stress at the race is when uh, another car ruins your run, someone crashes in front of you, takes you out, whatever it may be, slows you down. That's really frustrating. Or... Maybe you make a mistake on your own and the marshal is slow and that's really frustrating. So there's many reasons to really get mad at a race, right? During qualifying. Every second counts. So keeping that in mind, if you don't count the whole run, if it's only four laps out of eight or ten or however many you do, then it doesn't matter if you make one mistake or it doesn't matter if someone takes you out or slows you down or a marshal steps in front of your car like you can still get four good laps that's your best laps and that's it so in that sense you eliminate some of those stress factors and you eliminate some of the sort of quote-unquote bad luck that people always talk about so that's one thing and then the other is that in pretty much all forms of motorsport qualifying qualifying is about speed outright speed not really consistency just speed mm -hmm. and that's what this moves towards so it's not about being super consistent over a five minute or six minute run no mistakes consistent laps it's about four fast laps so those two reasons were why we did this for qualifying yeah but i i think some people just <sighs> I guess some liked it, some enjoyed it. Some still got messed up from people being wild. 
You know what I mean? Just trying to get that hero yeah, lap well, in. But I mean, you, you get that get in. more in, messed up if the whole time was counted. So I don't yeah. buy that at all. And then they had the the one race at the end. Couldn't couldn't there be a mix of qualifying at some point? Couldn't there be a round of like regular it just qualifying? Just gets too complicated. So okay. Simple simple thing is the first qualifying rounds are these best four lap average ones, and then you seed it into qualifying races. The fastest group has a qualifying race off a gate start. Whoever wins that is overall TQ. If you break in that one and there's 12 cars in it, you qualify 12th overall. So that's just how it is now. And I think it will remain this way for the foreseeable future. So there's really two different stages of qualifying. Qualifying into a qualifying race and then the qualifying heads up race itself. That then determines the final starting order. So, Okay. So... And then we go into the two 15-minute mains on Saturday, uh, starting grid style. Or I mean, start not starting grid, uh, starting gate. Big deterrent. Uh, what was the general consensus with the starting gate? I mean, Ranafalk will probably not like it this week. He was getting so, he was getting some horrible yeah, starts. Yeah, so just now we were talking about the RC2 class. Now you jump to RCGP class. So no, he wasn't. Okay, well, we do were, you want to finish we on were. RC2? Okay. Because we finished off qualifying. Because I wanted to go over Saturday on their their mains, I believe it was um, I, f- I forget who was overall TQ going from RC two, but the people that were impressive were uh, Joey Bardon, Cole Caston, Cade Burnett was super impressive. He actually won the junior final, which was really good. Did you watch any of that? Very little of that, dude. Those it was between him and then um, Joey Bardon and Jermaine, I believe. And those kids, those young men put on a great show. Then it was uh, the older dudes. I think the Gandhi kind of walked away with that. And uh, that was, like he, I think he put a lap on the field. But the junior final was probably the most exciting final, uh, one of the most exciting finals of that day. And then we had two exciting finals in the um, RC2, I mean RCGP. Yeah, but the guy Sha- actually complained about the qualifying system because he said that when it's the whole time and his uh, and uh, every lap counts, mm-hmm. he'll do better because you have to be consistent, right? And these right. kids are just fast over a few laps, you know, so they can get four fast laps. So he qualified a lot worse than he finished in the main. He he said he would do that, and that's what happened too. Yeah, but I mean he. He and even in the main, he was just like fifth or sixth in his RC2 main. He was just like, These kids are so fast, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so for the junior main, it ended up being hold on, let me bring up the final. It was Cade Burnett who came first, young, fast racer from Georgia, Joey Burdon, techno driver, who was like my favorite to win this race, Jermaine Robinson, who won junior final in uh, Thunder Alley. David Olsen, and then he was another South Carolina young young driver, techno driver, and Logan Cowick, HB driver, coming in there. He done well, too. And then I got to shout out Cole Chura because I think he's the youngest guy in this group right here. He's actually, he made the trip down from Vancouver with his dad. So congratulations to those young guys for putting on such a great race. It was super impressive. Like, they didn't, them, those kids didn't want to lose. Uh, so... Shout out to them. 
And then, of course, to the older gentlemen, let's go to them. Let's see where they finished. Uh, 40 plus main. It was Greg, Greg Degani, and then it was uh, Don Elliott. I thought Don was going to catch up Greg and give him a, a challenge at some point. Don's actually really fast in that era. He races a lot, a lot. Like, I think he races every weekend. And then Ever Lobos in third. DJ Hepler, good friend of mine, in fourth. And then Abayu Berku, who came down. He was one of the guys that came down from Canada. Uh, we had about 10, 11 Canadians there as well, Joseph. So that was good to see. So they, uh, he finished, uh, he finished uh, fifth. And he also made the RC2 main as well, I believe. So uh, he got a lot of runtime. So this is the first race of Saturday for the RCGP run right here that we're seeing. We just saw the start. Uh, Joe Bornhorst got out to a lead. And, dude, Joe Bornhorst killed it in these two short mains. Really, like, he was kind of untouchable at some point. Yeah. I, uh, like I said, I think on the last podcast, I think the more gate starts we have, the better people will get at doing them. Mm -hmm. Because it just takes some patience. You know, you have to, you have to react to what's going on around you. Yeah. So. I yeah, liked I, that it went into a straightaway and then like everybody had to slow down. Like most of the starts were clean. You know what I mean? It's just when they got to that 90 where people would make all the mistakes. And then those, those moguls were so difficult for everybody. So with adrenaline going and all of that, it's going to make it even more difficult. But I think once people got them done, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed them. I think you guys look good doing them out there. I liked them. Why, w yeah, why was I, the decision not to make to have a gate starts on the 60-minute main on on Sunday? Why did we get this regular staggered start? Hello? You are cutting out. For which race? Ah, for the 60-minute main. Why did we not use... Uh... Uh, because it's such a long race and the drivers last, last time they... Uh, said that they would prefer that for the long race you start where you qualify okay. so then that okay. will make for a better long race when all the top guys are right there at the front all right sorry so this is going to be the start of main two here coming up so what did you think of this joseph uh yeah these I, I think they're still the most easiest ones to watch most action-packed ones yes I like so i think that um for the win, there wasn't really a battle in these. David had two bad starts, and in the first race, he got taken out where, to where his car broke. It didn't break immediately, but he, he did a few more minutes, but then had to retire. And then the second second one there was some good racing, I think, because he sort of he made it up there. I think he was actually, wasn't he leading, and then he made a mistake, and... Yeah, I actually and, uh, think he did make so a... So that second second race was actually a good one. But I, I would say that once more higher quality drivers uh, join the series, I, so Ongaro in, the, in Italy, uh, Sanketin in Italy, um, I think S-Works will have Canas um, and Boots. I think that Rush... And also these qualifying races and these races on Saturday, I think they will be 
really exciting, really good. Okay. Because there'll be so many drivers that are evenly matched. So, yeah. Yeah, but let's talk about who was surprising too. Brandon Rose showed some good speed this weekend, this past weekend too. He done good. Uh, Bornhorst, obviously. There were some glimpses of some of these guys getting up there. Uh, even on, and it was funny. It was like the AE guys were so not really there on Saturday. They had to go yeah, and well, find Tolad something. Was. Yeah, Tolad but was not as much as yeah. Did he get second? Did he second or third? Yeah. Both yeah, because he, yeah. So, Tolad but he was definitely was, more comfortable on Sunday. I think. Oh yeah, but he was on the podium on Saturday too. So Tolad was really good. And uh, Rose was really good throughout the whole weekend. And actually in the 60-minute main uh, on Sunday, Lee Martin was uh, in second place when he had a runaway. Yeah. So, yeah, those those drivers, I th- I would say, did better than I expected, I would say. And Vale also in the 60-minute main third place. That was impressive. So they yeah. sort of exceeded my expectations i would say the others were about what i thought uh well you did say that cody almost put you into retirement uh yes yeah he did but then uh i can't remember what happened Uh, ah he got some bad starts too yeah but in the main in the main he was uh 60 minute main he was beating me yeah he was far ahead he pulled away I think he actually ran out of tires. I think. Yeah, that that's what happened. Out. He had no tires. Yeah. Mitch was like his goal there was, was to no, beat you. Uh, hard enough compound available, I think. So that's really the only reason that I beat him. He would have beat me otherwise. Yeah. All right. Well, this is uh, the start of this main. Heckert, this is second main from Saturday. Looks like Heckert is out to the lead here and Tallard's right behind him. Uh, these Tallard needed a good result. He's been not been having a good eight scale year so far, so this was good for him. Uh, and then Joe Bornhorst would leave out of her with your red plates, and I, yeah, Tallard second. And I don't know who was third. Maybe I should have the results up her, and then I would know. Yeah, maybe you should. Let's pull them up. House of RC. Dun, 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 dun. And the wind on Saturday was really bad. Let's, let's, dude. Yeah, like Friday I'm so, was. Re- I'm so over cold or windy races. I just want to go somewhere where it's comfortable and I'll never complain if it's too warm. <laughs> never, ever. Dude, it was, I don't think people could understand how you had to be there. It was really, really bad. Like the. It was very bad. Yeah, it was not fun. And like where I was sitting. Like not even sitting where I was standing, like through that little where the booth was, the wind was just ripping through there, ripping, 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 and it it just was not fun at all. But we got it done, and ah, I could, and it was hard. Was it? You said the wind didn't affect the rain too much, uh, the the cars too much, but it definitely looked like it. And most uh, people, no, I surprisingly to say, little actually. Really? There were like some, a few gusts sometimes, especially that Dragonback double. Like sometimes it would grab your car, but like in this section, I never had an issue. I never, I never even considered the wind there, yeah. which was interesting. So going after, after the, after round one, Joe Bornhorst was in your lead with 26 points, Cole Tollard 17, 
Third was Brandon Rose, 14. Spencer Hecker, 12. Aiden Horn, 12. So they were tied. Uh, Ronafuck was, he had nine plus a TQ. And actually, you and Ronafuck were tied going into points and going into Sunday. See, that's what I think people forget too, that this is actually a series and we have points. And the points is yeah. supposed to carry one to another race and all that type of stuff. That's why it's also a shame that S-Works don't really consider that aspect mm -hmm. of the series because they don't send the same drivers to all the races and also now because of the covid thing ongola isn't going to all the races so yep. that's a real shame because i think it would be important that the top guys go to every single round that's mm. what will make this really exciting the first year we did this ongola was just too good he winning all the races basically so then there was no fight for the championship, right? Mm -hmm. And now there's a risk that that could happen uh, because so few drivers are going to do all the races. I know. And I think people forget that at the end of the day, that this is what this is about too. Yeah, it's but it's, it's going to take some time because we are basically trying to change an industry which has been the same for so long. There hasn't really been any series, even, for example, EOS and ETS in this series. Somehow the, the emphasis on the championship itself is lacking. Like we yeah. know who wins individual races and there's focus on individual races, but not on the championship points and the points leader and winning the series. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like who, who who has been winning the EOS series? Like who won it? Like I don't even know. Like it's I can remember some races and who won, but not the championships. It's kind of weird how that isn't a thing in RC it's only so on a weird. national level. Uh, on a regional level, it is. Yeah, Big. but on a even a national level, like UK has multiple nationals. France, same thing. Finland, like most European countries, I would say, have. A national series right and they care about the series and they care about the points and all of that but then when it comes to international races it's like no one cares about series yeah to me that's just weird it is very weird that's, i get what you mean what, i get what you like, mean like to have a good exciting series is what makes the racing better and more exciting because there's more on the line so everyone watching knows what's on the line. The drivers know what's on the line. It's like Reedy Race, okay? You know how good Reedy Race gets towards the end when there are three drivers. You know who needs to do what. It's really exciting, those last few races. Full of drama, right? It's that same idea, but it, instead it's over a whole season. And then towards the end of the season, you get that drama. So I just don't understand why people don't care more like companies and races themselves why they don't care more about series that's what we need in rc i would have to agree with you on that one we don't yeah. it seemed to shun them there's been many tries like i mean rc pro series was probably the most successful one i saw back yeah. when carlton said it don't get me wrong i'm not even only talking about rcgp i'm talking about other stuff too like you know this masters of europe thing that never really happened but that sort of thing like we have these big races in europe okay let's all decide to go to these five big races in europe and make it into a series and 
make it a big deal. Okay, we have these five big races in America. Let's send all our top drivers to these five races, American drivers, and make it into a series, you know? That would make sense to me. Kind of what you've been doing with the NNRC Cup. Like, mm-hmm. Just need to push that more, I think. Well, I mean, I mean, race time could have a series. You know what I mean? They have enough races. Yeah, to well, do it. it also doesn't work if everyone has their own series. Like you, I know. you know what the races are that people go to. So just but that's, figure they go out to, the way to right. To and most of the pro something. guys go to those races, so well, you could do it. Uh, all right, let's move on. So Sunday comes up. Uh, it's a better day. It's not windy. Thank goodness. It's still a little bit cold, but just not windy. Show us and some uh, Super Pole action. That Super Bowl. Okay, let me come and find it. Let's talk about that because a lot of people didn't agree with that. Uh, even myself, I understand how Super Bowl works. Yeah. So let's let's go over that. Um, so RCGP, this is another thing that people still don't seem to get. So there's actually three separate events. Three days, three separate things. Friday, there's that RCGP rush, a 30-minute show. And it pays points to the top three. First place get three points, second place two, third place one. That's like a separate thing has nothing to do with Saturday or Sunday. Then Saturday, there's a complete race. There's seeding, qualifying races, and then there's two 15-minute mains. Both 15-minute mains count. Then there's an overall, and that's done. Then Sunday is a completely separate race again. And Sunday, again, seeding, qualifying race. But then Sunday, you have a Super Bowl and then a 60-minute main. So um, while you look for the Super Bowl, I'll just explain the reasoning behind adding this. Mm. So once again, it, it has to do with the fact that qualifi- qualifying should be about outright speed. So who can do the fastest lap? That's the idea. And... To add some context, uh, Bornhorst dominated uh, the qualifying races, basically. So going into the Super Bowl, Bornhorst was first. Ronne Falk had some issues. He had a really bad first race, I think, and then a better second and a, and a good, a great third. I think he, did he win the last one? I can't remember. Anyway, after that three qualifying races, it was Bornhorst, Rose, Ronne Falk, top three. So those three guys got into the Super Bowl. Now, Bornhorst was mad because he dominated the day and then Ronne Falk ended up having the fastest lap. So Ronne Falk was overall TQ. And he felt like it's not fair. And I understand that, but it's because we are stuck thinking in the sort of old way or normal standard format way. How I would see it is that there are different... There are different uh, qualifying segments. So what do they call it in F1? Q1, Q2, Q3? Yeah, like... segments. Q different yeah. qualifying segments. So what you, the way to think about it is that uh, Bornhorst went last. So you need to yeah, go yeah. back. I'm going to find it back. Yeah. So the way to think about it is that you start with seeding. Okay, That seeds you the starting order for the first qualifying race. Then you have three qualifying races, and that the sole point of those qualifying races really 
is to make the top three. You want to be in the top three after the qualifying races are done. That's the point. And if you make the top three, then you're in the Super Bowl, and then you go for it for the fastest possible lap you can do. And that will be then TQ who gets the fastest lap. Now, fourth place to the last guy, they don't make the Super Bowl. So their results are based off of the qualifying races. So I think it's just a sort of um, like... I think when it you, adds when you understand to the show. This, when you understand this and you know this, then your approach will be, okay, in the qualifying races, I just need to be top three so I can make the Super Bowl. You understand? Bornhorst was going into it expecting like, okay, I'm TQing. No, you're not. You're just making the top three. So I think if you understand the format, you accept it's a different it, way of thinking, and you different approach way of thinking it altogether. in that way, then then it makes perfect sense. Like mm-hmm. the qualifying races, you just need to make the top three, so you make Super Bowl, and Super Bowl is the show where we go for the best lap. That's how it is. Yeah, I it is. I, I mean, watching it and listening to Nick, it was exciting. Yeah, and I don't know uh, when when it's done correctly, then it's going to go by really fast. So I, I'm not hundred percent sure about the three drivers. Maybe it's increased to four or five, but three is pretty good, to be honest. Uh, it's just fun to watch the best drivers in the world try to get the best possible lap. Right. I mean, people love hot laps so much. You know yeah. what I mean. So if you imagine this with, uh, you know, announcing and a bit more show around it, it's, it's, going, to be, uh, it's going to be spectacular. Yeah. So let's talk about Sunday. So Sunday we had a lot of racing. I know some guys that bumped up. I know one guy that got unfortunately DQ'd and he probably shouldn't have, but uh, that was just a mix up on tech, I think, at the end of the day. And he was the man. He bumped twice. He would have been a second bump, and he did pretty good. That was my boy, Zach. I heard the start of the of the main, which I never even saw because I was just too busy walking around talking. So, By the way, I think Ronafalk, can we say this? Who? Yeah, well, whatever. I thought uh, we was going to get a really good Ronafalk born horse battle for this entire race, but I think uh, Ronafalk kind of pulled away from him. But let's talk yeah. about, while this is going on, I let's think, talk about. I, I think that uh, Bornhorst must have... Uh picked the wrong tires so early on mm-hmm. in the week. He said he had some like secret sauce or something. I think the secret sauce was off. That's the only yeah. excuse or reason I can think of because he, I mean, like I said, Lee Martin got into second. So it was Ronnie Falk, Martin, someone born host at some point in the race. So yeah, I think maybe the tire choice because I doubt he would make any other change to his car mm-hmm. because the car was good. He was doing good. So. I think maybe that was what happened because you definitely yeah. had to change tires because it was 60 minutes. Tire wear was moderate, I would say. Mm-hmm. So probably uh, a lot of the drivers had to make a change for the main compared to all the other races we had done up to this point. So I know for a fact that Ronnefog, for example, wanted to try some harder compounds earlier just to uh, be ready for the main. 
but I'm not sure if he actually got to do that because he had such a bad first race and then he needed the results and yeah it was just this kind of crazy day yeah it was but he won in the end I know he wanted that win badly it's funny when I went up to him I was like phew and he goes I I know I was confident I was confident I was like mm-hmm. he wasn't feeling too well no, he was sick also yeah he was sick and yeah. so you kind of had to gut this one out but hey I, I would say hey he takes it he I would take that uh Cole Tallard in second another great result for him but I think really the 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 best result was Evan Vale in third uh he was the hometown favorite it was so good yeah. to see like people were cheering for him on the sides and then when he came in third it's like he won I even forgot that Ronald had won this because I was more happy about Evan Vale doing well you know and then I remember Michael Koontz coming up and you know I'm a big boy and he's a big boy but he gripped me in one of them big bear hugs and lifted me up off the ground he, the guys are so happy for for him yeah. and I I couldn't ask for a better like ending you know like hometown boy finishing I mean if he'd have won it would have been better but uh a third place at his home track against some fast dudes in front of his home crowd was a great result uh I think on that side great weekend for the RCGP side and we're going to talk about RC2 afterwards because they were really good as well uh I thought that um, like I said unfortunate without Ongaro the ender or even Zankatine because I think Zankatine would have done really well on this this type of track it's lots of jumps he could have done his wheel flicking thingy that he does all the time like flickety flickety flick and um so it was just a little bit like that I was I was really looking forward to seeing you in a mechanic role how did that go for you uh like I know um working alongside Cody I think he enjoyed it uh, a lot of people probably didn't catch on to that like uh we had a lot of the RC two guys that done well that were in this race Camden won it in 2019 he represented uh Beach RC S-Works uh Hampus won it in Europe and then Cody finished fifth so it was kind of good to see the RC2 young guns get up there and race with that as well. Do you think uh, you think we're going to see you working closer with younger drivers in the future, Joseph? Uh, yeah, that's the idea. Uh, the, it's, it's hard to really help enough at the RCGP if you're racing yourself because of the schedule because mm -hmm, basically mm -hmm. you run then there's about one hour and then you're up again so there's really not that much you can do just sort of keep an eye on what the what they're doing and give some advice but yeah so eventually the idea is to focus a bit more on new young talents coming up and the thing is that back when I was that age all I really needed was someone to sort of guide me a bit mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and help me and I know I could have done a lot better in those sort of early years when I did have my best results actually but it could have been a whole lot better so for me I'm just thinking that I can do that for someone so someone who is young and up and coming and has the like the passion and the will and the work ethic, I can do that for them. But the thing is also that I'm not really going to do that unless I see that. 
Mm-hmm. In so looking back, I know that if someone had been paying attention, they could have seen that in me, right? Right, I get what like you mean. Like to work two jobs, go to America for three months, you know, and just drive RC every day, go travel to as many races as possible, like constantly just trying to improve, right? Staying after races, practicing the next day, like these kind of things. Like I know that you could have seen that. So what I'm really waiting for is just for that right kid person to show up who has that because it's rare. Uh, There's a lot of good drivers, good young drivers, right? Mm -hmm. But there are very few good young drivers who have the determination and uh, work ethic to make it, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend my time and money on someone who I don't see that from. That's something that I decided a few years ago. Yeah. You've got to find your myself and yeah, you got to find your, your Sith apprentice. That's right. So speaking of young guns, uh, RC two did not disappoint, uh, coming into this. This is, this is, I, I really like this part of the separation between RCGP and RC two, because this gives these guys complete, they get to shine. You know what I mean? And they did, and they performed really well. They had uh, a lot of racing. I think, what was it? What, what was it? Was it five and five from each semi went up? And then, um, uh, I can't even remember anymore. I, I can't think remember. it was, uh, I think it was six and six. Okay. And okay. So it was, and then it was LCQ. three from the LCQ. Yeah. So I like that too, that actually three from the LCQ went up and not just one this year. And, uh, man, they, they didn't disappoint, uh, Cole Caston and Joey Bourdon kind of broke out to a, a good race in the beginning. And both of these young guys were clipped. Like they were touted to actually win this race because they're really good. And they were having a great hook. And I think Jermaine Robinson was there with them at one point. And then I think Bourdon kind of, uh, flamed out or he was, I think he's just trying to stretch it just right one. now. Yeah. He might have been, I think he would have been leading when it happened always like chasing on. I can't remember, but he flamed out, uh, unfortunately. And that kind of gave it to Cole. Jermaine did try to come up and, and get to him, but I mean, Cole was just on fire. He, he had this line. He was going around that this 180. Uh, we'll see it as you come on before you come onto the main straight. He was whipping his car completely around there. These guys tires were completely bold. They put on a great show, man. And this is in the, in the real world, like up this area, Cole Caston would just like, like he would just completely drift his car around there as fast as possible. It was amazing to see. Um, so I just had to give these guys a special shout out because, and the great thing about this, Joseph, is that the top five were all, the oldest one in the top five was 21. That was Austin Horn, who's Aiden Horn's older brother, who looks like Garth from Wayne's World, but he doesn't know. Okay what Wayne's world is. Yeah. So we call him Garth now. And okay. he was the oldest guy in this race in the top five. I think David Olsen, Joey Bernard, like 15, 16, Jermaine Robinson around 15, 16, Cole Caston, 20. Uh, Greg was in six. He's probably <laughs> Greg. He's the old guy. Then it was my buddy, Logan Cowick. He's 18. Uh, Luis Guidino from Mexico came up. Donald Elliott, another older gentleman. Cole Chur, I think was the youngest 
in this main. I think he was um, 15, 14, 15. They come from BC. And they did the Nationals, stayed down for the Nationals. They did DNC. They, uh, so And they came over, did RCGP. They did RCGP in 2019. So the RC2 class was awesome, man. They put on a great show. I was super happy. I think Greg came off there saying, wow, these kids are fast. That's the first thing he said. These kids are fast. And it's not often like Greg gets out there and gets lapped like that in a in a race. Not, you know, so, man, it was super impressive. In, 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 a, in a perfect world, if this was like 35 years from now, and RCGP was like what we like what we envision, and it was like the pro class and the amateur class. This would be these guys like this is this is the two fifty class, I guess. Yeah, this is what this is, and these these guys want to bump up and get to that four fifty class, and they didn't disappoint. Uh, they put on a great show, and I have to say kudos to all the RC two kids people that came out. But I have to I have to really pump up the kids because we don't. Pump up the youth enough, man. It was awesome. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I called this whole race, by the way. So, by myself. Was it fun? That was a difficult thing. Uh, oh, by yourself? Yeah, Nick? yeah. So, yeah, Nick left me <laughs> by myself with this. Uh, oh, okay. it, it, it's a little bit difficult following the race, like, because we were on kind of low. So, you, when you look out, you can't see the whole track. And then. Yeah, that's a problem. You know, it was just a little bit difficult. I enjoyed it, though. Uh, I like being by myself, too actually so it doesn't it doesn't matter i don't mind that you know I, I like to talk we all know that so it doesn't matter uh but man it was a great race junior junior final was great the this man was great and i think these these guys put on a great show and they did it man they came they they conquered the spec tire they conquered everything and my hats off to them they put on a, a damn good show all these young yeah. racers so thank you to them Thank you. Yeah, the them. funny thing is actually that if you think of, if you actually really think about it, so you know the last podcast and all the drama and negatives mm -hmm. and all that, even with all of that, it was still a good race with good coverage, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it's like it's just I know what you mean. The series is trying to do something way above that and, and, a, and a lot different to that. So even this was still good. Like people were saying they got too much track time almost or, or some others that it was just awesome. It's the best race they've been to. Like you hear all of those things anyway, you know, even though me and you, we were like, oh man, it's kind of sucked in many ways. Then <laughs> still people were there and they enjoyed themselves. They got a lot of track time, heads up racing, long mains, uh, the days were done at a decent time, so you could go out for dinner with your friends and hang out. Mm -hmm. So even even after everything we've said, it was still a good race from yes. that aspect. And I agree. It's only man. going to get better. I agree. So I had fun. I had fun, even through the wind and the cold and all that stuff. Yeah. I had fun, and it was good to see my Southeast family. And I and dude, it's it's amazing to see the amount of love that they show. They showed RCGP, but not only they showed uh, the podcast and you as well. So that was cool, man. I enjoyed it. We met a lot of cool people. Um, and I I really enjoyed my time in the South. I really did. I really did. I can't wait to get back there. I think I want to go full brawl now in December. Oh, God. Yeah, I think full brawl in December. 
That's where I'll be going. To hang out at Myrtle Beach. But yeah, JQ, good stuff. Uh, you made it home safely. I made it home safely. I was a little bit sick. You was a little bit tired. We're all over. Uh, we got PMB this weekend. Max and I already made our picks. Uh, I know you're probably not going to be one. You want to make a pick for PMB before we go on? And I'm uh, I don't on even to... know who's going. So Everybody. It, it's this <laughs> weekend now? This weekend. Up? Yeah. I have no idea. Everyone's going? I doubt. Yeah, that. I'm pretty sure everybody's going. Uh, who won last time? Tessman or Fend or something? Can't remember. Tessman. No, did he win? Yes. Yes, he did win. Uh, I'm going to say... I am going to say Fentesman Mayfield. Okay. Okay. All right. What were your picks? I have I've, I, Mason Fuller's going to win it. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to wait to see the track and all that stuff. Too. Yeah. 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 He's, he'll be good too. Yeah. I think Mason Fuller will be good and uh, Rivkin might be good. He's sometimes good at this for some reason. Tebow, I don't know. It kind of it does depend a bit on the layout, I think. Yeah. How he's gonna do it. So yeah. It'll be, yeah. It's gonna be good to see. All right, JQ. Well, that's enough. We I have fun. Hopefully, hopefully we see each other again. Maybe at the Italian one, maybe not, or maybe in Spain in September. We'll see. Uh Worlds. Yeah. RCGP yeah. first, then Worlds. Maybe, maybe, maybe I earned my keep to get to the next one. You'll see. Uh, but uh, I had fun. I had fun. I had a lot of fun. So I like I like talking into the microphone. I'm not a cold so, play-by-play guy. But uh, uh, let's. Do you have the RCGP points right now? The RCGP points. Hold on. Let me bring it up. Uh, let's see. So series. I saw it the other day. Where did I see it? World Series. Yeah, we gotta oh, get the gotta get the um website working up to date too. By the yeah, way, yeah, I think it will be up to date this. I've had so many people week. complain about that, and they are absolutely right. So in total, it's Joe Bornhorsen first with forty-one. Put it up. Share your screen. Oh yeah, let's do that. Uh, share screen. So it's Joe Bornhorse in first with 41 points. I really hope he goes to Italy. It would be great. Uh, David Runnefalk in second with 35. Cole Tollard in third with 34. Spencer Heckert, 24. Aiden Horn, 24. Evan Vale, 22. Brandon Rose, 21. None you, of those guys are going to the next race, though. Oh, fourth to seventh, so I can move up. Oh, Brandon's not going? Abby. No. All right. All right. Uh, they need to fix this too. It says race one. It should be race one and race two. We've done two races now. Yeah, so we should have two points. There, so. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. But then next race is race three and four. Yeah, yeah. And get that website updated. People people complained about it quite a lot. Look at me. You know, 
I'm just this, I'm on the, this part of the totem pole. Like, just got my nerves up above the ground. You're higher up on the totem pole than me. Has so. nothing to do with me. <laughs> you could just. Obviously, because it's not done. <laughs> right? Hey, you know what? Thank you for your time. Uh, you have a good one. And, like, I don't know when we're going to have you on her again. So. I don't know, in a month. What's your plans, her, in the next couple of weeks? That's a good thing. Before we be go running touring car every day, working on my driving. Where are you going to do that? It's snowing. We have an indoor track here. Oh, yeah, it's really snowing. Max showed so, me how bad. Yeah, so I'll be doing touring car. I have a lot of work to do for the next three weeks. And then uh, Euros warm up. Invisible speed. That's what we need to talk about real quick before you go. Invisible speed. What's that competition? Yeah, well, we can do that here, but probably no one's watching anymore. But w I was thinking we would do a separate okay. short video, but let's do it here right now. I'll show you. I'll show you uh, what's going on. Here you go. Uh, invisible speed. So we have these two courses. One is in English, Scale Motorsports, full course, one-year access. And then one is in Spanish. El, can you say that? Read that. El Rede Control Curso Completa, Exceso de Un Año por Invisible Speed. Exactly. So it's the same course, but what's happening is Robert, our friend Robert Battle, is translating the course into Spanish. So as he gets videos done, the title will change into Spanish and you can watch the same video, but same information, but in Spanish. So that's the project we're working on. And now for the month of April, we have a contest going on. So if you buy the English course or the Spanish course, or if you already own the English course from before, you are entered into this competition. Anyone who has a full course is in, basically. Okay. And the contest is pretty simple. So before the world's warm-up, two days before the world's warm-up, are days that we go to another local track there close to the uh, Redovan. And Robert will be there. And David Ronnefalk will be there. I will be there. Maybe, hopefully, Adrian will be there also. And of course, we are preparing for the race, but we will also focus of, on the two winners of this contest. One guy from the Spanish course, one guy from the English course. And the winners will join us for the two days preparing for the race. And then we'll also help them throughout the warm-up. And if they choose to stay on the Monday after the warm-up to test, which a lot, probably all of the pros will do, then we'll help them on the Monday after also. So it's really an, an opportunity to win a sort of uh, pro support for two days, for the days before the warm up and then the day after. Of course, yeah. you can always go to a race and you can ask some questions from someone, but they aren't really going to take the time, you know? To the, so this to is for people that are going level, to the world's right? warm-up, just to clarify. Yeah, that. of course. Or maybe this is a reason to go. If, right, if right. you 
haven't planned on going, but if you really want to, if you win this contest, then it's, it's maybe a reason to go, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a great opportunity to get sort of, uh, get your own racing program tip top for the Walmart race, you know? I'm sure that there's a lot you can learn during these days. And uh, yeah, if something like this had been around when I was in my early 20s going to a world's warm-up, I would for sure have mm-hmm. have tried to, to win the contest. And to win the contest, what you have to do is you basically have to send us a message on the course app um, and explain why you should win. So it's a basically resume to win situation. And then we'll pick one winner from the English course and one winner from the Spanish course. So that's that's it. Why should you get this uh, special treatment? Why should you win this contest? Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Well, you know what? So I think you, we'll... you could get the course and uh, write to us. Maybe you win. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> no. I mean, I would rather somebody that's going to have be use, use your, your knowledge, but it would be like theory and practical, right? So you, yeah, I mean, that, track and it all that has stuff. to be someone who is going to the world's warm up to race, right? Let's get that clear. You're not going to pay for somebody to come do this. I can see people's no. now saying this speed's going to pay us to come out there. No, no you got to be going to this race. We'll spend time together make sure everything's running right. Help the best we can, basically. Time. Time is valuable. Time is money. Time and focus. That's what you get. Sweet. All right, Joseph. Well, you know what, dude? I think that's it. Thank yep. you for your time. Remember, everybody, check it out. Follow the. I've been posting about it on my Instagram. Check it out there. Check out JQ's Instagram for more information about the contest. And yeah, win some 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 quality time with JQ, Robert Batty, and the Viking. The world's warm up and uh, learn some some cool stuff and hang out with them and drink beer. Yeah, and the Spanish course also, it's it's uh, available now. Okay. And I think uh, we're going to have Robert on the next NNRC Espanol. Yeah, he's translating the first videos. And for the English course, we have a run through this following week. So it starts on the 11th of April. So we'll have a week week full of live videos and stuff. So. If you are planning on getting the course, then now would be a good time because you can join. You can join the live videos, ask questions, and all that stuff. So, sweet, awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for your time, dude. You have a good one, and we'll talk to you in a little bit. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Cool. Bye bye. All right, Maxi. So that's it for for this week. We'll be back this Friday. To you'll be answering some questions. Um, I have a guest this week. I think it might be Ryan Lutz. Uh, we should make some PNB nice. picks before we get going True. because we do have PNB coming up this week. Um, I'm excited to see it. I, I Not hope this week. No, this weekend week coming now. No, it's coming up this weekend. No, it's not. It's one weekend from now, right? Thirteen. Oh, it's this weekend, dude. It is. Yes. Wait, am I confused somehow? You are not. You are. It's. It was actually. It was a, a week after RCGP. So we meant RCGP. You had the week off, oh, weekend yeah. off, and oh, it's this weekend. Yeah, I'm, I'm one. So week it's this week. They're, they're, they're actually they're building the track now. 
And uh, when Wabi was t- telling me at at the RCGP, like they're not, because now they're not doing any more wooden features whatsoever, no wooden ramps, no walls. So yeah, it's all like dirt. That. And they are um, going to make, he said it's going to be like a 50-second track, 50-second lap track. And I look forward to seeing what they're going to what they're gonna make and build. Yeah. So I don't know. Are we going to make pits, yeah. picks now before we go in there? Because I, I actually Should have we, a raising I, I think- pick. I think we are, we, we are doing a PEP show though. We are. I don't think we, are. we aren't. Okay. No. So then we do big picks. Oh, we now. can do it on Friday. Yeah, let's do. Friday. I think that would be easier. Then we can see I the mean, track. I'm gonna pick. Yeah, I want to see the track first because with before track it is the blind picks. Yeah, yeah. So let's wait till we see the track, which should yeah. be. I guess they'll reveal it around Wednesday, hopefully. Yeah. We'll wait for the track. I mean, Tessman ain't gonna win it this year. Well, I have my pick, but I oh, I don't know if I want to pick him, and then if he doesn't do well, then obviously I'm jinxed him. Oh, you so, you, you said it already on Discord, so you jinxed it if you jinxed it. You said Mason Fuller, right? Mason Fuller's gonna win PMB, <laughs> and I I'm rooting for Fend. I I want to see like I want to see the prophecy be fully fulfilled because now Fend has sort of. He has the Nats. He has AMS last year. He has all the 10 scale races. So now he just needs two wins in a row. And that's yeah. it. Fend is number yeah. one. Mayfield's number two if Fend wins this race. Well, I want, I want Mason Fuller to win. And I think he can. Yeah, I, I mean, can. the thing is, the thing is, like, he, he can. I but think he can. Other thing is, like, Fend can too. And I think. As long it's as so it's good to have moved. options and Mayfield. Let's not like we're not talk, like Mayfield doesn't chop liver. Liver, he can win too. Yeah, it's 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 hard to judge Mayfield at this race though because he missed it last year. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna have a point to prove. After the thing, the thing is, like PNB is the biggest track of race time events. Yes. So like AMS is a small track, so very ten scaled style. All that yeah. suits Fen. Big track. I don't know who it suits. Definitely Tessman, though. I Tessman likes big tracks generally, but I don't know who like who this suits best. And uh, yeah, I just want to clear up like because <laughs> there was some beef apparently online. Uh, I really liked the PMB track when I went, and Bobby's Bobby's definitely doing a good job. I don't I I don't think I have suggested otherwise. So I'm I'm looking forward to the track. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm, I am looking forward to it. Uh, and then yeah. I to- and then I heard that Live RC is going to be doing full. Full. They got like more than I, I know they're supposed oh, to yeah. do it last I mean, year. They did. They're they supposed to do it last year, year, but they got two cameras now. Um, they got because yeah. you know, PMB is so big. It's yeah, really big. Yeah. So it's yeah. hard to. Um, I know it's hard. So, but I, I I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'll be watching yeah. it. I'm gonna be. I'm trying to do some RC this weekend too. So it's gonna be a little bit. Like I'm gonna share it, but I'm gonna, you know, and then we're gonna talk about it on, on Monday. You know, as we might do something this weekend. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Max, you're kind of busy, yeah. so I don't think so. But um, remember, everybody, but I got this from my buddy. It's not this weekend. It's it one is this weekend. Week. It isn't. It's on the 13th to 15th. Max, it's it's this weekend. Because hey, I remember good. it was one week after. It was like you went. One RCGP, then it was a weekend between. Then it was that it's definitely this weekend, dude. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we'll check it afterwards. But I'm pretty sure I'm telling you, you're like, you're making me feel like it's not 
Let me go right to their Facebook page and check it out because I yeah. just shared it. Uh, the other in the day. meantime, I'll I'll bring back RCs for everyone. I, I really like for us to start spreading this hashtag too because RCs should be for everyone. And I, if there's something I feel any hate towards, it's not letting people be part of RC and and uh, sort of shutting people out of RC. And uh, that's something I I can say I really hate. So I wish people like let's start using the hashtag RC is for everyone. Yeah, Max, and uh, let's start let's start actually like acting that way too. If if we haven't already. Yeah, it's it's this weekend, Max. It's from the eighth. I I know you're trying to confuse me. So PMB this weekend. What I thought it was in in on Easter. Yeah, yeah. What's we're starting is I actually got this from my buddy Robbie Smith. Hashtag RC is for everybody because we was looking at the the lady that won. The, the RC, the king of the streets. And it's true because RC is for everybody. It can be for people like the Parish brothers, Tyler, who's who passed away, and his brother Trevor, who, and Corbin Showers, who has muscular dystrophy. These guys, when they got a control in their hand, they can be as equal as anybody else out there. So RC doesn't have any type of restrictions. Like, you don't have to be any, like, you can be in a wheelchair, you can be male female whatever it doesn't matter you can still do rc and it's for everybody and we have to remember yeah. that yeah and i mean if you if you need some motivation to this there is a very old video of me and and joseph's cousin uh, rasmus uh it's rc anytime anywhere i think that's how you find it on youtube and it's just us having fun in the snow driving a jq rtr uh and that's how RC should be. Yeah, RC cards for any time, anywhere. It's on JQ Racing TV channel, and I remember filming it. It was it was cold as hell. It was a lot of snow, and we were just driving the RTRs in the snow. And uh, Rasmus Joseph's cousin, he was he was super pumped, and really liked it. Uh, so yeah, RC is for everyone, and it should be for everyone. No matter and we should be trying to get everybody into it. Difficulty. Yeah. And everybody uh, yeah. into it. We're all I, responsible. I don't want to see that. people excluding people out of this because if people enjoy it, let them have their enjoyment. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's about it, Max. Um that's about it that I have for today. We'll be back this Friday to answer questions. Thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. We guys can't do it without you guys. Thank you to all the patrons of the NNRC. We definitely can't do it without you guys. Uh, if you guys want uh, to become a patron, there's a link in the written description of this podcast. Thank you to all the awesome companies that choose to support us. They are Invisible Speed, TZO Tires, High Tech RC, TNR Fuels, Beach RC, Techno RC, Lugs Racing Tires, Mayako, JQSM, G-Spec RC Tuning, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Racecraft USA, Clinic RC, JTP RC, RCGP, House of RC. Shout out to my boy RC Kevin. Shout out to the Viking, David Ranafalk, and the Dr. Alex Heiberg. Uh, if you guys wish to support us, we have affiliate links. We have some coupon codes where you can save some money. There's some good discounts. Lugs has a good discount, Papa Willie's. Uh, we all have some, they have some discounts. Use that BeachRC affiliate link. It really helps us out. Max, anything to say before you go to slumber in the snow? 
Nothing much. I was it was super fun to be back. I think yeah. I think uh I'm on my positive vibes again. Uh yeah, I, I don't think I've been very negative in 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 the recent podcast after the New Year's, but uh judging from the recent drama, I think I perhaps have underestimated my negative. Yeah, I think you've underestimated I, I, your negativity. <laughs> but yeah, I mean I, I've had a lot of fun today. And uh Sweet. yeah, I've I've uh, I've had my sort of break from the podcast, so I don't I don't need to be as banter as I was before. I think so. I I, I think that's a good direction going into the summer. If the snow just fucking would melt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you going to the worlds? Yeah. Oh, any big races this year? Oh, okay. Euros, worlds. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Alrighty, I can I'm getting excited. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, we're gonna let you go. Thank you for your time. See you on Friday, dude. Everybody, yeah, Nitrous to Glory, E-Buggy pays the bills. And remember, hashtag RC is for everybody. Lefty and Max out.